0: Our reading today is from the poet Andrea Gibson, and it's an excerpt from their poem called Gospel Salt. Sometimes I get so nervous when I speak I can feel my heartbeat in my tongue. When I get really scared, I imagine my enormous grandmother is standing behind me with her pipe organ arms hugged tight around my chest. She says, listen, I know you're running your mouth so your mind can rest. Now rest. Rest. Now rest is no broken levee staring up at the water. It's the bite marks a mother left on the hurricane while her daughter climbed to the ninth ward rooftop to spray paint. We are still here, y'all. Yes, we are. While some days we may barely get our feet wet, most of the time we're going to have to wake and shake the tidal wave off. All these words are just paper boats praying they can get there. Tell me we will get there. Tell me we will get there before we come up broke, believing that people like levees have to hold themselves together. Often, it's our falling apart that gives us the grace to make sure that no one, no one ever builds a condo over our broken, open hearts. In that 1906 California earthquake when 28,000 buildings fell, the people said, when 28,000 buildings fall, do you know how many walls are no longer there? All they had left between them was the gospel salt of their sweat as they carried each other from the rubble to the street. Each night they carried a piano to be played by a new refugee. Some wishes can only be made on the star's dust. I know most of the time my shine can't hold a match to my rust. When my grandmother died, I started wearing her thimbles on my fingers, I'd type these poems and hope that every key I'd type would sound like the footstep of someone coming home, the way my friend came home from Iraq and named his baby daughter, Viva. We've all fought for our lives, more than we know, survived our own questions. How can you grieve a poisoned sea, a bleeding gulf? Can even the moon handle that kind of gravity, that pull to surrender? I say science can split an atom, but what if Eve could put Adam back together again by reminding him that the garden is just a seed, sometimes so small it can fit on the tip of your tongue? See, I'm hitchhiking with the green thumb, hoping to grow something in the trust of letting y'all pick me up, because today, trust me, I was falling for the wreckage. Remind me that the most fertile lands were built by the fires of volcanoes, Remind me to plant my feet in the one thing that flowered when everything else erupted. Usman, an immigrant from Pakistan, could not stop saying, brother, brother. He said, brother, brother, to the man, the Jewish man, whose hands he held down 98 flights of stairs to escape the fall of the Twin Towers. Right now, that is the only hour I will set my heart to the moment we realize sometimes that it's the metal in wind chimes that reminds us of how soft the breeze is. Maybe my grandmother only believed in Jesus because she believed he came back wearing that whip on his back like a halo. Either way, this world has picked me enough times for its madness face, for me to know that sanity is not running from the window when the lightning comes. It's turning thunder into grace, knowing sometimes the break in your heart is like the hole in the flute. Sometimes, it's the place where the music comes through. A friend of mine tells a story about what happened when her grandfather died. And what happens when you die, it's a classic UU question, but her answer isn't one that I've heard before. She planted him. And I get that that's not normally what we mean when we talk about what happens when a loved one dies. But in this case, my friend spent some time, a whole afternoon, hours, painstakingly plotting every four inches, little holes in the ground in her postage stamp backyard. She planted little bits of her grandfather's ashes and into each of these holes, she planted a tiny little black seed, a perfect sphere, a kernel of a morning glory that would blossom, that would grow to honor her grandfather. Into each of those holes and every four inches went her grandfather's ashes and a tiny black seed. When she was done, she looked at the seed packet and saw that for best results, she should have soaked the seeds overnight. (laughs) Which felt pretty bad because it was her honoring her grandfather's memory. And she thought about digging them all up, but there was no way that that was going to bear any fruit, no way she could go through and dig up the tiny black seeds without also digging up her grandfather, and it all seemed like a mess. So she got on Amazon and ordered a new pack of seeds. And those she soaked. She put in a wet paper towel and let sit in a sunny spot in her house for a few days. Within a week, there were little leaves sprouting, She didn't wait a week to check on the seeds because, of course, this was her grandfather's memory that she was honoring. And so she was pretty preoccupied with the seeds throughout that entire week. There was a period after they got planted in the wet paper towel. And before those little bits of green popped up, where the seeds looked, quite frankly, very gross— These are her words, not mine. I wouldn't want to mess with her grandfather's memory, but if she didn't know how seeds work, she might have tossed them all out. They had broken open, and out from them, out from these tiny, perfect little spheres, came these little tendrils, roots. They were broken, but that was a necessary stage for their growth. Now, She didn't want to plant them on top of the other seeds for fear that it might crowd out what was already there, even though she didn't have a ton of hope that it would work because she, after all, hadn't followed the directions on the seed packet. So she planted them in the other parts of her tiny little garden and hoped that there'd be space for one, maybe one little little leaf to come out from those original grandfather ash plus seed holes. And I ruin the ending here by telling you that actually all of those seeds, I mean, maybe not all of them, but a good amount of them sprouted also. They did just fine. They just took a lot longer to get there. They didn't have that warm, fertile, wet environment to help push them toward growth. But they did get there. Life found a way, despite her biggest fears, despite the fact that she worried that she had entirely ruined planting her grandfather. To my friend, the Reverend Abby Tennis, she found that the seeds needed to crack open to grow. And there were things that she could do to make that easier or harder on the seeds on her grandfather's memory. But that image two days in of those little white roots coming out of that broken open shell, that image haunted her because she almost threw it away right then. Again, it was very gross looking the cracking isn't particularly easy. I want to be really clear here. The hour that Andrea Gibson hangs their heart on, it's not one that's filled only with hope and brotherhood. Even if the words that escaped Usman's lips were brother, brother, that was carved out in the context of an hour of fear and death, not just hope and brotherhood. It does us no good to pretend otherwise. This... Story, this reality, the fall of the Twin Towers, it wasn't worth it, it wasn't good, simply because it provided a context, a nice story for two people to form a human bond. It's just that that same context, that same hour of fear and tragedy, it didn't stop that human bond, it didn't render that impossible. Andrew Gibson though they hang their hat on that hour, they wouldn't wish that hour into being. Andrea Gibson's grandmother, and many other Christians, I presume, they didn't pray for the arrest and conviction and execution by the state of that poor brown man, Jesus. That's the hour they hang their hat on. Andrea writes, sometimes the break in your heart is like the hole in the flute, Sometimes it's the place where the music comes through. But here's the thing. Have any of you ever heard music from a flute just sitting there? Ah, heard music from a flute, great. You anticipated the question, but no. It doesn't make music just sitting there all on its own. We don't go from lemons to lemonade with just a smile. We don't go from lemons to lemonade all on our own. We need sugar and water. So this is a real question, and I do want you to answer that for the enthusiastic people in the back, but also the perhaps the less enthusiastic people in the front. Have any of you had a lemonade stand? All right, a few. Have any of you made lemonade? Cause you know, not for profit, but just enjoyment. All right, there's more, that's good. Excellent. So you know that lemonade requires not just lemons, but sugar and water, or a sugar substitute, or whatever it is that we make lemonade out of now. When Andrea Gibson asks us to turn thunder into grace, it's a lot easier a proposition than we imagine. It behooves us at this moment to remember the distinction between lightning and thunder. Thunder is scary. It sometimes triggers fear and anxiety for children or dogs or our own fragile, tender hearts if we're being truly honest with ourselves. But it doesn't really do much harm. I'm sure somebody somewhere has had a thunder accident, but it is more often the lightning. The thunder simply says the lightning happened. It's the lightning, and that's rare as well, but it's the lightning that hurts us. The thunder merely allows us to tell the world that it happened, that the lightning was there. So when Andrea Gibson asks us to turn the thunder into grace, it's not asking us to turn harm and violence into grace, but simply the announcement, the being together, the ways in which thunder might move us into fear, Remove our dogs or our children if we're big and bold and strong all of the time. We have some options. Some of us might use that as an opportunity, an invitation to crawl into bed under the covers and know that when you've got the blankets over your head, the lightning can't hurt you. Some of us might also instead use that invitation to seek out a child or a dog, or if you're a child, an adult or another child, human company, a place near the window to enjoy that magical link between the lightning and the thunder, to know that when the thunder rolls, we know something about the relationship that we have with lightning. It tells us something about the danger that's actually in our lives. So here in this religious community, I think we too are offered that same opportunity Now, those perfect little seeds, those perfect spheres, not pre-moistened, just tossed into the ground, or perhaps tossed on the concrete floor, they're less likely to grow. But as my friend discovered, they often do. Life finds a way those of us who find ourselves in this room coming here out of habit, but not any particular openness or desire to connect or (laughs) pre-moisten. Growth might find a way. Life might work its magic on you. But I think we do ourselves a favor. We say yes to life's invitation to grow when we allow ourselves to bathe in a little bit of water and sugar. So I'm going to ask you all to turn to someone near you. And you don't have to participate, but I will stand here and watch. So (laughs) I'm going to ask you to turn to someone near you and share a moment of sourness. It doesn't have to be your deepest, darkest pain, but something you're carrying. And share that with the person next to you, if you're willing. And perhaps they'll do the same. I heard a little gasp when I uh, asked you to share something a little bit sour. I think that person, gasp was maybe a little dramatic, but I heard a sound. I think that person possibly expected me to say a little bit of sweetness, some sugar, since that's what we offer each other in religious community. And of course we do, we share our joys with each other, we share our celebrations. But there's a thing about sugar, you know, it's a controversial dietary additive, And a lot of people would say it's empty calories, right? I propose emptiness in this case carries a different sort of meaning. That the sugar that we offer to each other is emptiness in the sense of space, someone else to hold that difficulty with you. That too is a type of sugar we offer each other, not just the joys, though that also, but also the space and the room and somebody else to share your journey with you. Here in religious community, life may find a way to work its magic on us, but a little bit of sugar, a little bit of water, the willingness to be open. It's a pretty simple recipe, and it helps us grow a lot faster. Crack open and send out roots much faster.